I'm Tanner Scott, and you are listening to Secrets to Scale. If you want to scale your business, you've come to the right place because this podcast is all centered around hearing successful stories from successful people and uncovering their secrets to scaling their businesses. This week on the show, Rick Gerard from Stride Search joins me to discuss a new approach to hiring employees. He shares some really interesting advice that every entrepreneur out there is going to find useful. Whether you're actively hiring or not, do not miss out on this week's episode. Welcome to the show, Rick. I'm really excited to have you. Tell us who you are and what you do. Oh, thank you for having me. Um, so my name is Rick Gerard. I am the host of Higher Power Radio Show. I'm also a executive search professional. I have been for uh, like a million and a half years. Um, and uh, I am the author of a book called Healing Career Wounds. And my, my uh, shtick and what I do is I actually help entrepreneurs and small business leaders do a more effective job in hiring. That's awesome, man. I know tons of entrepreneurs out there struggle with hiring. It's a, it's a huge problem. So yep. how did, how'd your career get started? You know, what, what's your story? So my story is I always tell people I made like a left turn out of art school. I, I was kind of inspiring to be a professional photographer. And then I uh, quickly learned that um, my, my, um, my being a, a starving artist and kind of that struggle really wasn't for me. And I got recruited by my cousin's husband to, uh, to actually move up to Idaho and, and uh, live in Sun Valley. And so I was kind of beginning to snowboarding at the time. And I figured, Hey, look at, I, I moved up to snowboard really. Like I do what I tell everybody else not to do. <laughs> and I fell into a career. And, uh, and it worked out for me. You know, it's, it's so funny how we have this idea of like what our life is going to be like and what, what our career is going to look like. And then something happens and you just do a complete 180 and you're like, you know, I'm fine with this. I like it. Let's let's do it. (laughs) Yeah. I had a really, uh, I really, I, you know, I had a really hard time. Like I was doing a lot of work and I was getting paid like no money for it. And I'm like, this, this, this no money thing just doesn't work for me. Like, it's, <laughs> you know, it's hard to do things that you want to do. Yeah. It's funny. I started off my career thinking that I was going to be an architect for the longest time. And then I ended up switching to engineering and then somehow ended up in business school and somehow ended up starting a marketing agency. So it's always interesting how that kind of plays out, but Rick, what would what advice would you give to your younger self? You know, back in that situation where you were doing work for little money, um, what would you say to that person? Well, I mean, I would definitely say to him that uh, he did he's he stayed on the right path. Um, I think the advice that I would give myself though is is actually you know I, I've never been a very big reader um, when I when I was younger. Uh, now I consume books pretty consistently, but. Um, I think I would have avoided a lot of the pitfalls that I probably made if I would have read more and really consumed more content. 
Yeah, and I think there's a lot to that, you know, especially as an entrepreneur, right? Uh, the trial and error only goes so far, right? You might as well set yourself up for success by being a sponge and absorbing all these opinions and knowledge from books and, you know, even blog articles, whatever is out there, right? So what would, what would you attribute your success to? You know, persistence. I mean, I've just always been one of these people that I just never give up. I just keep going. Like when I lock in on something, I, I just keep going until somebody like hangs up on me or tells me to go away. <laughs> <laughs> I try to be pleasantly persistent. That's awesome, man. So, so our topic for today is hiring. Uh, I'm sure everyone yeah. probably guessed that at this point. So when it comes to hiring, what do you think a lot of businesses are doing wrong? Everything. Like, honestly, <laughs> you know, I, 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 so I'm part of EO and, and I, I get to kind of have be exposed to a lot of different entrepreneurs and, and, you know, I hear what their pains are when they talk about hiring. Right. And, and um, I think it all boils down to like, we, we have this approach to hiring that we learned back when we probably went to our first interview at Burger King or someplace like that. And it basically, it's just trans, like it, it's just kind of come through to this is the way we do it. And um, the problem is, is that it's like, you're basically having a conversation with people and figuring out whether or not you like them or you want to have a beer with them or something to that effect. Right. And that doesn't serve the business. It just serves your ego. And uh, or or the other thing that I see like that happens quite a bit is, you know, they'll lock in uh, entrepreneurs will lock in on somebody who comes out of like a name brand company. Right. Um, and that's going to be their person. That's going to be their their Jesus that they're going to like, you know, uh, basically build their whole company around. And usually that ends up being a disaster. So, um, you know, it, it's what we're doing wrong is is really a transactional approach to getting somebody to join you. It's, it's, you know, you have to think of this as you're getting into a marriage with somebody. You're not getting into uh, a situation where like, you know, you're just renting somebody for a short amount of time, especially yeah. if you're trying to build a company. Actually, if you are renting somebody for a short amount of time, those are called contractors. <laughs> they're very useful when needed, but not in a hiring situation. So, so what, what do you think that people should be doing differently when it comes to hiring? You know, what does that process look like? So, so first and foremost, I think it's really, really important that you understand who you are as a company. What is your North star? What are your corporate values? Yep. What are the things in which you're going to build your company around? And it doesn't take much to sit down and jot those down with crayons on a napkin or something like that and hang them on your wall, right? <laughs> but you have to have some idea of what, like, what are people gonna buy into? And uh, especially if you're an entrepreneur, people are not gonna, they're gonna buy into you, but you are those values, your team are those values. And those are the things that are gonna keep people glued together, right? <clears throat> so knowing, first off, what your values are and having those written down. Um, and then if, to take it a step further, if you really want to, uh, if you want to be successful in attracting the people that you need to land for your company, you have to spend the time and put it together an interview process. 
it can't just be like, hey, let's go out and grab a coffee, dude. And like, you know, we'll figure out um, we'll figure out whether or not we could work together. Like that doesn't work. That doesn't attract a players. It doesn't attract people that you need for your organization. So it puts you in in a deficit because, again, if somebody's interviewing, uh, who's going to win in that situation? It's going to usually be the person with the bigger paycheck. I mean, you know, the bigger checkbook, sorry. So, um, and, then, and then the next thing is that when you have this process, you need to understand, you need to take the time to understand who the person is across the desk from you uh, below the surface. You need to dig deeper on like what's important to them because really that's what matters right now. I, 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 what I'm seeing is that people are losing people because they're not able to connect the dots for them as to the value that the organization provides to them first. It's all about like, you can jump through my hoops and then, you know, maybe, maybe I might like you enough to make you an offer and you're going to feel lucky. And then they're, you know, and then then entrepreneurs and, you know, they're surprised by the fact that somebody turned down their offer. Right. You know, there's this whole shift happening right now where, yeah employers are losing almost all of the leverage that they've had up until this point, probably because of COVID, right? Yep. But now it's about what, what can I do for my employees? Not the other way around, you know, they can get a paycheck anywhere, but like on top of the paycheck, like what, what can I as an employer provide to them? And, and that's, that's the, that's it. You just hit the nail on the head. Like what, and it's, it, by the way, it's not benefits, it's not the monetary compensation things. It's how are you going to help me progress my career? How are you going to get me from here to there, right? How am I going to, how am I going to like really thrive in your organization and make an impact? That's what people want. And that's why people have been jumping ship from their companies because there's no, there's nothing in it for them anymore. And, and because employers have historically treated their employees like shit. I mean, let's, yeah. let's be honest. The- yeah. So, so Rick, do you have employees? Um, I do. I do. I have a few. Um, we're fairly small and actually we did a, a bit of a pivot. So we're building out a software as a service model right now. So I'm so, going to be, I'm actually actively like searching for people right now. Well, that's awesome. Congrats on that. Thank you. So the reason why I ask is I think it'd be cool if maybe you could share what your interview process is. Yeah, Absolutely. Well, first and foremost, it starts with, um, okay, so in my opinion, um, the biggest point of failure in this whole interview process is not having a solid phone, like a pre, like I call it a discovery call, but what people call a screening call, right? Um, when you do a phone screen or a discovery call, that is your opportunity to really learn about a person and whether or not that they're positioned right for your organization. That's key because we don't we don't we don't gather any of that data in that phone screen to make sure that this person is even uh, in alignment with our company. One and two, whether or not they're in a position where, like, if we got to an offer stage, they're going to accept it. There's no sense in bringing somebody through an interview process when, um, you know, where there's a chance that they might, you know, they might uh, take the job with us, but. That's, that's just a waste of everybody's time. And it's a lot of heartache for an entrepreneur to go through four to five hours of interviewing with somebody, make them an offer and have them turn it down. So, you know, 
positioning is really, really important. What is it that this person wants? And this is what, this is the reason why people have been leaving their, their jobs in droves because you can't provide them what they want out of their career. You can't heal their career wound. And so if you understand what their career wounds are and understand like what it is they want, like what type of like um, environment they're going to thrive in, then uh, again, you're just kind of throwing darts at a dartboard and hoping something sticks, right? Like, you know, with a blindfold on. And so <clears throat> that, that's what you got to do. You got to get rid of the blindfold first. So I think that's a good segue into talking about your book, right? Healing Career Wounds. Can you walk us through the main idea of that? Yeah, um, it is a guide for entrepreneurs and startups to um, basically be able to plug an interview process into place. And it's the interview process that we run, which is called Hire OS. And it's a hiring operating system based on kind of uh, first and foremost, building off your core values, the discovery call, and then the actual interview um, kind of walkthrough itself. It's very, very structured. And it's designed to actually gain evidence to support whether or not somebody actually aligns with your organization, the values. And then number two, if they've got this, the transferable skills to where they're going to thrive. Yeah, that's awesome, man. So like we've already talked about, you know, everyone's struggling to hire right now. I mean, you've got fast food restaurants raising their starting pay to like $18 an hour, which is like crazy, right? It, it, it seems like they're thinking that compensation is the answer, which we both know that it isn't. But, you know, what's one piece of advice you could give to any business out there that's struggling to hire talent right now? Yeah, I mean, I feel like uh, I think the HR world, they, they, they grasp at compensation or benefits as like the one thing that they can fix because they don't know how to fix the other things. <clears throat> and unfortunately, yes, yeah, sorry, I'm, I'm bashing HR on this one. But um, but unfortunately, I mean, those things are all helpful. I mean, you know, but they're, they're not the reason why <clears throat> somebody's going to jump ship to your company, especially people who are in jobs right now. I mean, where the market is, is that last year you, you had a huge, uh, what was it? The great, they called it the great resignation, right? You had a huge amount of people that jumped to other companies. Now, now you're in a position where, and, and you could, effectively find people on job boards that were good and, and hire them into your company. Now you're in a position where a lot of people are kind of six months to a year in at their company and they're actually in a position where they're doing well. And now the people that are that you have to go after are people that are not actively looking. So you need to provide something some sort of carrot that is um, more attractive than their current company. And it's not your value add. It's not you saying, Hey, look at, we're funded by XYZ company. And, you know, I'm a, you know, bragging about yourself. It's about just understanding what's important to that person. Yeah. And yeah, the, the answer is not hey, we have more ping pong tables, right? <laughs> Yeah, no, no, it's not. I, God, yeah, ping pong tables and free lunch are, are completely, I mean, they're nice. They're nice to have, right? Like, it's like the icing on the cake. Yeah, and, and I'm only making that comment because so many startups and, you know, that say they focus on culture, like, they think that's what culture is, like, letting people take breaks and play games, like, 
and it might be for their organization, but the, and is that really a thing? Right. So, you know, I've been to places where like they have ping pong tables and nobody ever uses them. So it's like, you know, you get in there, you get in there and they're like, uh, you know, brand new balls, brand new everything. But then I've been to companies where, um, you know, they, they have tournaments every afternoon. And so if that's, if that's a thing, if that's important to the culture, that's not really culture. That's an activity, right? That's just keeping your people, you know, culture is how people act around the water cooler. Yeah. 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 It's how, it's how your employees interact with each other. And, you know, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with ping pong tables. You know, if you want to play ping pong with your team, nothing wrong with that. Just don't treat that as something that's going to attract them. Right. Yeah. I, I feel like if people still do that, I, I mean, I, <laughs> it's just silly. <laughs> so, so Rick, what would you say your secrets to scale are? You know, like if you're building the company right now and you're trying to scale, like, I, I think it's really important that you get structure in place. I mean, you know, I, I've spent a lot of time in working with a lot of companies where we, we kind of sit down and we go, okay, look at, again, start with your core values, get these things in place. I mean, you, the care that you're putting into your product, the care that you're putting in your service or whatever you're building out, you put that same care into building out your organization. Um, don't become completely myopic on, hey, we got to get this product out. And this is the only thing that matters because what matters is really the people that you have in the company. Um, any business problems that you have are really people problems in disguise. So I, I completely agree with that. And I, I had a I had a guest on recently and we talked about, you know, culture in the workplace and the question that I asked them that I think was pretty interesting that I'd like to hear your input on is when do you think the time is right to start taking note of those core values and your core purpose, mission, vision statement, at what level or progress in your business do you think that's important? When you build your business plan, like, I mean, it should be the root of, of everything that you do. Yep. And um, I agree. I agree knowing how you should act as a founder is important. You know, how am I going to, how am I going to run this business? How am I not going to like having that stuff written down again, holds you accountable. So it's an accountability um, piece for you. Um, I, I'm a, I'm a, one of these purple squirrel people. Like I, you know, Oh, I gotta, you know, like it's easy for me to bounce around and work on other things. So if I don't put stringent accountabilities into place, I'm dead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that, that's a good point. So Rick, I want to thank you for taking the time to do this interview with me today. Is there anything that I did not ask you that you think might benefit the audience? Um, you know, I, I just, uh, I mean, I can't stress enough. Like it, it's really easy to build out an interview process. And it, it, you know, if you, if you're one of your listeners or like has questions about doing it, I'm happy to uh, assist. I've got a lot of free content that I can, I can send, or they can just pick up a copy of the book and um, you know, it's called healing and career wounds. Um, I got the forward written by Gino Wickman, who uh, if any of your people are EOS or traction fanatics, um, you know, it, it plugs into really well into a oper entrepreneurial operating system of any sort. Um, and so, you know, I, I would just say, you know, Benjamin Franklin said it best. If you, if you fail to plan then plan to fail. 
Excellent advice, Rick. What's a good place for anyone to pick up a copy of the book? Uh, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, all your favorite bookstores. It's available there. Um, you can also um, uh, view it on our website, which is uh, stridesearch.com. And or you can pick it up from our podcast website, which is higherpowerradio.com. And that's H-I-R-E power. Awesome, man. Well, we'll be sure to link all that stuff up in the show notes. And thank you again. Tanner, it was really good to meet you. Thank you for listening to another episode of Seekers to Scale. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss another episode. This episode is sponsored by Ranksy Digital Marketing. If you need any help at all growing your business online, we would love to help you. Just visit our website at ranksy.com. That's R-A-N-K-S-E-Y.com.